Hello and welcome to Sim Radio here on the Sisters in Music Network. It's Monday Music Madness and you're tuned in to Mixing It with Nikki Chris. This is Nikki and in case you don't know anything about me, I'm a singer-songwriter from Raleigh, North Carolina. My show celebrates women in the music and entertainment industry, providing an avenue for them to showcase their talents. Our motto Sisters in Music, together we are stronger. My guest today is the lead singer of the emo alt-rock band, We're No Gentlemen, hailing from Long Beach, California. Since the release of their first music video and self-titled EP, the band has garnered fans from all over the world, as well as accolades from LA music critics and professionals. Currently, the band continues to perform live shows with artists such as Escape the Fate, Gary Owens, and Johnny Craig, and is currently recording new music set to be released in early 2024. I am so excited to share my lovely guest with you, so please join me in welcoming the awesome Amanda Gable. Amanda, welcome to Mix Nick. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me, Nikki. How are you doing? I'm doing well, too, and you are quite welcome, and we are going to kick things off right away. I would like to learn more about you, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? and how you got started in music. Yeah, so I am actually originally from Vancouver, Washington, and I have been singing even before I could talk. I remember when I was hearing stories of my family telling me, oh, when you were a little kid, you know, you were in the back seat, and you were trying to do the runs of Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You, when it came on the radio. So I've been singing since before I could talk. I've always loved performing. I went to a performing arts high school in Vancouver, Washington, called the Vancouver School of Arts and Academics. I actually moved here my senior year of high school to Los Alamitos, California, where I was in show choir. I was a show choir nerd. We went to nationals at the Grand Old Opry and actually won, and I had a solo, so that was amazing to be able to perform at the Grand Old Opry. And uh, ever since then, I've had an internship with Century Media Records. That kind of inspired me to have the courage to take what I've learned from that internship and apply it to my own band. Um, Me and my drummer, Vincent Godino, have been in the band for about seven, eight years now. And uh, since then, you know, we've just been playing shows, working our asses off, playing Warp Tour and, you know, distribution deal through Blast Records Brazil. And uh, ever since, you know, the pandemic, we've just been trying to get things going again. So we've just been using this time to really write and record. Oh, I absolutely love that. I had no idea that the band has been around that long. That's really great. Yeah, yeah. I think our first music video, our first single for Mirror Mirror came out around 2016-ish. Wow. I'm not mistaken. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. Yeah, we've been at it for a while. Oh, wow. I really like that. And I know, too, besides music, you're also really into fitness, and I know that you 
like to pull from some of that as well. So tell us a little bit about some of your fitness. Yeah, so I have been teaching fitness um, on the side, and it's been a great outlet for me to, as someone who struggles with, you know, a lot of uh, depression and anxiety. It's a great outlet for that, as well as, you know, I don't have to work too many hours. It pays pretty well so, and allows for me to take a lot of time off. So it's very flexible and kind of just a great compliment for being in the music industry because I can take time off whenever I'd like. And to mention that working out all the time is so beneficial for, you know, when you're performing and trying to hit those high notes or running around the stage like I love to do. <laughs> but you actually raise a really, really good point because fitness is very important, especially for live performances. I can 100% agree with you because I can certainly feel the difference even myself if I'm not doing a lot of working out and I'm being lazy. It makes life that much more challenging when you're trying to do a show or you want to, you know, really get a little bit more pronounced in your performance, right? So definitely fitness is important. And I think it's an awesome compliment to a career in the entertainment field. A lot of people don't realize that being in the entertainment field sometimes does require musicians to have second jobs. And I think it sounds like it's a fabulous match made in heaven, if you will. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And somebody I really look up to, Jacoby Shaddix of um, Papa Roach, he's an amazing performer. And he says when he's on tour, you know, he has to run like five miles a day to keep up his stamina and also mental health. So yeah, just trying to take a little advice from him. Um, but yeah, uh, currently I'm teaching um, a lot of Pilates classes here in Orange County. And I actually recently just started a um, fitness TikTok called Pilates Panda. So growing up, my nickname was always um, Amanda Panda. So, uh, oh, excuse me, it's Panda Pilates. So I just recently started that up as well. Oh, I'm going to check that out. I like Pilates. I generally do a lot of yoga and more weightlifting than anything. I used to run, not so much anymore, but I love Pilates. So I'm going to check that out. So guys, make sure you hit TikTok and check out Panda Pilates. I love that. That's a really cool catchy name isn't it it's fun <laughs> it is no it's really great it's really great it's a very catchy name awesome now obviously you grew up it sounds like doing music and you also have a passion for fitness what made you decide to really pursue that career in entertainment yeah so growing up I've always kind of been like both an athlete and a musician and it was really in middle school where you know I had to decide okay do I want to go more of like the dance fitness route or do I want to go more of the music route and just having that performing arts high school available to me I decided to audition and just really go full force into music because end of the day that's my passion that's the reason you know I'm still here well there's nothing wrong with that and I love the fact that you are following your passion. That's something that we all should do. Follow your passion. And you're never too old to follow your passion. That's my motto. You are never too old to follow your passion. So regardless Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not age, that old. Calm down, Nikki. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm like referring to myself. 
<laughs> nowhere near talking about you. That actually is a point because I've had this conversation with a couple of people that are in the entertainment industry, depending upon what aspect of the entertainment industry that you're in, it's very difficult longevity-wise or even when you get to be a certain age, there's a stigma associated with that. No, by all means, you are young and you have a lot of years ahead of you. I was definitely (laughs) tagging on the whole, there's nothing wrong with following your dreams regardless of what age you're at. So anyway. Piggybacking back on the age thing completely, it's like, what makes it okay for people to even ask, especially women, their age, you know? It's like, none of your business. I'm 21 forever, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I like those little uh, TikTok filters where it's like, oh, you're face age or something like that. And then you watch them and Mm -hmm. everybody kind of gets mad at the face age that pops up. It's like, why are we so concerned about how old we are? Right. And then actors, you know, they play high schoolers when they're in their 30s half the time. You know, you see shows like Riverdale or, you know, back in the day, 90210, I heard from my, you know, my parents that, oh, these, these actors are like 30 years old playing 18 year olds. It's like every sitcom ever based in high school. (laughs) Yeah. Like a lot of them are much older and they, they look really young and they're playing younger characters. I have actually heard that, well, now there's a writer's strike. So at the moment it, it doesn't matter, but I have actually heard that there's a huge market for older actors because there are so many roles that people don't think about, you know, the mom or a background extra, and they want to have a lot of diversity. And there's a lot of work for older actors now. So I'm hearing a lot of people that have never acted before, all of a sudden they're like, you know what, I'm going to go into acting because I don't need to be the star, but I can make a ton of money just being a background actor. Right. And that's like one thing I love about the entertainment industry that's happening right now. It seems like it's very inclusive, you know, no matter like your size, your race, your age. That's something that I really love that I kind of see is a pattern that's going on right now. I can somewhat agree with that. I still think there's some improvement that needs to happen in certain areas. Yeah. -hmm. Yeah, definitely. But I can definitely see that there's a lot more inclusivity in various different aspects. But there's always room for improvement. So we'll leave it at that. Oh, completely. All right. Great place for us to share one of the songs that you brought with you. Let's talk about Queen of the Misfits. What is this song about? So the idea was actually brought to me by um, my late stepdad. I actually lost him to COVID at the beginning of COVID. So it's really cool to see that the song is is doing so well. I've always been myself and kind of out there and outspoken and loud and, you know, dressed different. And I've always had friends kind of like from all walks of life. And my stepdad would really see all of my different friendships Or he would see people, you know, the groups of friends that I had that it didn't look like we belonged together. But for some reason, we made it work and we were just like 
all best friends, like an unlikely group of, of friends of misfits, as you will. And he always would say, gosh, are you like the queen of the dam, the queen of the broken, the queen of the misfits? And I was like, wait a minute, that's really, really good. So I kind of wrote the song about all of me and my misfit friends and, you know, just growing up, how I always felt awkward. And now I kind of use it as my superpower. Oh, that's such a beautiful story. And I'm very sorry to hear about your stepdad. My sincere condolences. That's a tough time regardless, but even with, you know, the whole COVID situation is just a whole other conversation that we could go down the rabbit hole. But my deepest condolences on the loss of your stepdad. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, the music video is out right now. And we basically had a bunch of our Misfit fans send us in um, photos. And so basically the lyric video was just a slideshow of all the photos and support that we were kind of given. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, let's play this for everyone. I love this song. It is one of my favorites of yours. I have listened to a couple of them and it's one of my favorites. So guys, we are now going to play Queen of the Misfits by We're No Gentlemen.
I love the grit mm-hmm. in your voice. It is such a great tone, and it fits y'all's genre so well. And I just twanged. Thank you. I don't know how that came out, but it does. No, it, it's it's really, really hard for women, I think, in particular in this space, the alt-rock space, at least I know I struggle because this tends to be one area that I actually really like to do music in as well. And I always say I'm an alt-rock junkie. I love listening to alt-rock bands. And I have noticed, and I don't know if you've noticed, there's actually not a lot of either female artists in this particular space, let alone female-fronted bands in this space. Do you find that challenging at all or do you see it more of a blessing because it gives you an opportunity to actually stand out? A little bit of both. I think that there's definitely more you have to prove yourself kind of thing going on versus just male-fronted bands. And I've noticed that, you know, promoters, whether it's for a show or, you know, Spotify playlist or whatever, they always categorize female fronted as if it's a genre and it's, it's not a genre, you know, we play alt rock. Um, you know, one thing I will say, people give Michigan and Kelly a lot of grief, but one thing I will say is that him and Travis Barker are kind of bringing back the emo genre, if you will. Like my mom teaches middle school And it's been years since she's seen kids, you know, wear eyeliner or fishnets or any of that emo type of attire, you know. And Avril Lavigne just got a star on Hollywood Boulevard. So I really hope that it's, you know, coming back around. Everything, style, music always seems to come back around. So that's what I'm hoping for. (laughs) The 80s had some great female-fronted bands. Yes. Absolutely in this space. I totally agree with that. 80s, even into 90s, a lot of good female-fronted bands in this space. So we'll see. Mm -hmm. Keep our fingers crossed because I love this genre of music. I like it a lot because it's different. Yes. When you release music in this space and even the two songs that – we have from the band they're both very different and that's what i love about this genre it's not cookie cutter and it's different and it keeps the listener engaged 100 percent. yeah with uh queen of the misfits we definitely went for more of a early 2000s kind of anthem vibe and with heartbeat it's definitely a lot more modern a lot more electronic Mm -hmm. and um and you know heartfelt totally agree so we're no gentlemen. It's a unique name. Where did the name come from? <laughs> so it actually started with my drummer. He started the band in college with some of his best friends. They were just kind of a, a garage band, just kind of doing it for fun. But they entered into their first battle of the bands, and they actually didn't have a band name at all. And they're backstage, and you know, someone comes backstage and is like, gentlemen, we need a band name. You guys are going on in five. And my drummer, Vincent Godino, goes, well, we're no gentlemen. 
And so that name kind of just stuck. And when I became female fronted vocalist, we just kind of kept it because we were like, well, that's kind of cute because I'm not a gentleman either. So that's how the name kind of came about. I like that. That's an awesome story. Those are the best <laughs> when it's like spur of the moment and it's like, oh, okay, well, yeah, here it is. So no, that's really cool. And what have been your favorite experiences so far being part of the band? I mean, obviously now we heard that the band's been around for a while. You and your drummer have been in the band, it sounds like, for many, many years. You've got to have a ton of awesome experiences. But tell us some of your favorites. Well, definitely playing Warp Tour 2017. Um, we beat out a thousand other bands to be able to play it was kind of crazy so we got to play warp tour everyone loves to butcher our name so we see you know on the the flyer of warp tour our name in little teeny tiny letters and it says we are not gentlemen and we're like oh my gosh <laughs> um another one of my favorites is probably uh, opening up for one of my favorite bands growing up escape the fate Ronnie Radke and now the the new singer Craig is also amazing. So that was kind of a a starstruck moment for me, which was really cool. Um, we recently played with Craig Owens of Theodos, which is another amazing emo band from back in the day. Oh, really getting our distribution deal through Blast Records. We were actually supposed to play Brazil and do like a little mini tour prior to COVID. Um, we had a plan and everything. So hopefully in the next couple of years, being able to to get over there. It's it's wild. Like Latin America is so into our genre of music. And it's kind of a cool feature on Spotify. It lets you know your demographic and where people are listening from. And um, it's wild that, to think we have actually more fans in Brazil than we even do in America. Don't you love that? Because I've actually noticed that too, where Brazil is actually very ripe, I guess, to break out because they are very open to various different types of genres and they really like to have a great time. I've noticed that as well on the demographic information where you're looking at, okay, well, who's listening to my music? And all of a sudden you're like, gosh, you know, I wouldn't have even thought that this particular area of the world would even hear my music, let alone be one of the primary areas where it's it's played. So I love that. I hope you guys get to go there. I've never been either, but I hope you get to go. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, it's coming. Blast Records Brazil, they're, they're awesome to work with. Well, we'll keep our fingers crossed, hopefully sooner rather than later. Hey, you guys can play the tour <laughs> after the new music comes out. Yes, after the new album. Exactly. There you go. That's, yes, yes. And advice, obviously. You've had a ton of experiences. You've played around various, numerous different venues. Has anyone given you, like, really, really good advice, or what's the best advice you've been given so far? Best advice I've been given is whether you think you can or you can't, you're right. And that really speaks volume. You know, I, I tend to, like, be very pessimistic, and I struggle a lot with the depression anxiety, as I spoke about earlier. You know, that's why I'm able to write those emo tracks. But it's very true. Like, if you set your mind to doing something, and you think you can do it, that's just as likely as if you tell yourself, you know, you can't do it. 
it's like who's who's to say you know you're you're the only one that can kind of decide what you're capable of and what you can do yeah and it's very very true right you're a lot of times we're our own worst enemies if you will right if we say we can't do something then it starts to be that path backwards whereas they like manifesting I have a, a lot of people that I well I manifest positive thoughts and I manifest that this is going to happen I haven't tried any of that but I've seen that a lot of people that do do that and they're manifesting you know x y and z it happens for them yeah I've seen I don't know I do see that so yeah, you have to be able to see it and believe that you can do it. So, yes. All right. This is a great place for us to take a short break here from one of our partners in podcasting. This is Chatting with Nat. We'll be right back on Mixing It with Nikki Chris here on the Sim Radio Network. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. And we're back on Mixing It with Nikki Chris on the Sim Radio Network. And my guest, the lead singer of the emo alt-rock band, We're No Gentlemen, Amanda Gable. That's me. Amanda, <laughs> a little bit about your creative process. I know we've touched on some of the, the mental health aspects and, and pulling from some of the things that you've gone through. How do you leverage that, if you will, into your creative process? Right. Well, I'm always writing. I'm always journaling. I'm always writing poetry. And usually my basis, Danny Knapp or my guitarist, Alex Masano, will kind of come to me and be like, hey, Amanda, we have this riff. Or they'll even, like, write a little, like, demo song. Maybe it's a minute long. And they'll ask me, okay, do you feel this? Does anything stick? Are you hearing any melodies, any harmonies, anything like that? And, you know, we, we go through quite a lot. Maybe, like, 20, one out of 20, we'll, we'll find something that kind of sticks. And then I'll just, you know, work on it. I'm uh, kind of a lone wolf when it comes to writing. I like to have it be perfect before I present it to the band, <laughs> kind of perfectionist in that way. But yeah, it usually starts as just like a riff, a melody, and then I end up writing it and making kind of my my poems or my, my journaling kind of fit. I like that. I do some of that too with, oh, I hear something and I'll send it over to like my producer or co-writer and be like, you know what? I need you to build me out something around this because that's what I'm hearing in my head and that's what I need you to do. So I like that. We have a similar creative process in that regard. Yeah, and our producer, our producer, Dan Parker, we actually record in Phoenix, Arizona, of all places. (laughs) But he's really good at bringing out, you know, new ideas or, Amanda, that's really good, but try it in this octave or – you know, he's, it's, it's all about finding a good, a good producer and not somebody that just, you know, presses play. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. hundred percent. I agree with that. hundred percent. Well, that's good. I'm glad that you guys have somebody 
that works well with you and can take your ideas and, and turn them into musical masterpieces. All right. One of the questions that I ask all of my songwriters, and you're going to get it too, is do you have a songwriting tip or trick that you would like to share? I would say don't get stuck in thinking, okay, this song is about my breakup. You know, when I write songs, like maybe a breakup or a heartbreak will inspire me, but then I'll kind of pull from different experiences throughout my life to where maybe I was feeling a similar kind of emotion. Because at the end of the day, listeners, and this is what's so beautiful about music, is that everyone is going to interpret your music in a different way and apply it to their life. And, you know, how they have those speculations of what it's about. So I guess don't get, and that's how I've gotten out of a lot of writer's blocks, is don't get stuck in just thinking this song is about perfect you know draw from all of your life experiences that's a really great tip because i find that certain artists i won't name names pull from specific experiences xyz relationships so this song is about this relationship and are very targeted specific now i know that you know some of them are really great with making it more generalized but some of them obviously you know you know that that song is about xyz person because it's just so are you talking about taylor swift no (laughs) (laughs) i was she has a really great knack though about you know the song is about xyz x but she does a really good job about trying to generalize it right in most cases, I mean, sometimes obviously it's it's a little bit more obvious than others, but yeah, it that that is a really great tip because I think a lot of times people focus on the here and now and what they're feeling now rather than exploring prior feelings or prior areas of their life that they could draw upon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and if that's if that's your niche and you know, you, you want to write a song about a specific person or thing. And, you know, I'm just that petty to where I, I would do something like that. You know, Taylor Swift, like not hating on you at all. <laughs> um, but I'm just saying, like, if you get writer's block, like, don't just get in your head that, you know, this song has to be. That's a great tip. Great tip. All right. So perfect time for us to share the second song that you brought with you, Heartbeat. How did this song come together? Because as we mentioned earlier, it is a completely different type of song than the prior one. So tell us a little bit about the song. What's it about and how did it come together? Yeah, with Queen of the Misfits, you know, that definitely is an uplifting anthem type song. And with Heartbeat, um, I ended a seven-year relationship, again, at the beginning of COVID. (laughs) COVID was a hot mess for me, (laughs) but some great songs really did come out of it. And Heartbeat is just basically, you know, about me losing my first love and taking them back, trying to make it work. And it seems like no matter what your love does, your heart is always going to beat just for them, and you're always going to think that they're they're great kind of no matter what they do type of thing. And I feel like that's something a lot of people can 
relate to, right? Their yeah. first love, they don't want to let it go, even though, you know, it's toxic or, or they need to let it go. So writing Heartbeat right. was very therapeutic for me getting through that that breakup. And I hope it, it'll well, help other people as well. I hope it will, too. And I love this song. I absolutely love it. And I'll tell you why after we play it. So here it is. This is Heartbeat by We're No Gentlemen. Start a fire in my soul, catches fast but I slow. Pausing words escape your lips, don't feel you on my fingertips, fingertips.
like I mentioned, I absolutely love this song, and I happen to be a little bit partial to it because of the title, because I actually have a song in an album called Heartbeat. So it's really awesome for me as a songwriter and artist as well to have somebody release a song that's the same title of what I've released and have it be something completely different. This is where, <laughs> you know, originality and songwriting process really, really comes to the forefront because you've taken that one word and created something completely different than what I created. And I think it is just so cool. It is absolutely so cool. And like I said, I actually, I love the song. Love it. Thank you. I'll have to check out your music as well, Nikki. Yes, please do. No, the interview is not about me. It's about you. So <laughs> if you have time, great. But it's totally okay. I just thought it was really cool because I saw the title of the track. And I was like, ah, another heartbeat. And I was so excited to listen to it. So absolutely fantastic. All right. The band has a lot going on. Let's talk about what's coming up. What's next for you? What's next for the band? What are you guys working on? Currently, we're self-producing a acoustic version of some of our like fan favorite songs, like "Nights" and "Heartbeats." And we're heading to the studio. As I mentioned, Dan Parker, he's uh, located in Phoenix, Arizona. So we'll be traveling from, you know, kind of the L.A. area to Phoenix at the end of September. So by early 2024, you guys will have a brand new We're No Gentleman EP. Don't know what it's going to be called yet, but it'll have a couple original songs as well as acoustic tracks. Oh, I'm excited. I'm really excited because I think Heartbeat would be so good acoustically. Ooh, I can't wait. See, now I'm really excited. Yeah, I love playing acoustic. I feel like it showcases us as singers, songwriters, our voice, whereas a lot of times when I'm playing with the rock band, like I love my band, but sometimes they can just be so loud. And if the venue, you know, doesn't know how to do sound properly, your vocals can really get washed out. So I'm excited to kind of really showcase my vocals with these acoustic tracks. Well, I'm excited for you too. And yes, I can certainly relate when you have fans backing you or playing with you a lot of times sound can be challenging so I'm looking forward to that I'm really looking forward to that I think that's going to be awesome before we sign up anything else you'd like to share with our listeners where can they find the band on social media do you guys have any shows coming up what else would you like to share with our listeners no upcoming shows yet but definitely coming in the fall We'll be playing all over L.A. Um, I can't wait to hit the whiskey again. That's one of my favorite venues to play. You can listen to us on Spotify. We're really big on Instagram. I'm trying to get more into TikTok, uh, Facebook, basically all digital platforms you can purchase our music. Definitely check out our music videos on YouTube. Our music video director, Henry Arias, is amazing. He's worked on Panic the Disco, Demi Lovato, and then little old We're No Gentlemen over here. Um, but, yeah, thanks for, for having us, Nikki, and for the great interview and showcasing our music. My absolute pleasure, and I would like to thank you 
for taking the time to chat with me today. Everybody, Amanda Gable, lead singer of the emo alt-rock band We're No Gentlemen. Thank you again for spending your time with me. Looking forward to the new music from the band in 2024. And everybody, hey, thanks for tuning in to Mixing It. On behalf of all of us here at Sim Radio, this is Nikki Chris. Until next time, keep on mixing it.